Hi, I'm Kira. And I'm Sarah. And And you're you're listening to Decom Mission. I love how this part works like assume the position. (laughs) Prepped and ready ready to clap. Baby, make those hands clap. I remember that song first came, not maybe when it first came out, but you're like, I love this band, but I hate this song. I hate that song. I hate that song. I love yeah, they that. they better songs. They always play the songs on the radio that aren't the best, and it bothers me. Fool's Gold is one of my favorite songs to sing. I haven't, I was going to use it as an audition, and I was going to, like, slow it down so it was, like, a ballad, and it was going to be, like, all, like, nerdy. Oh, I love that song. I learned how Are to... you going to do a nerdy slowed down song for your wedding? Probably. Yeah. Do you know me? <laughs> I see those on TikTok all the time where they like slow down really random songs, but they sound so cool. So, uh, my mom, I don't want Fool's Gold by One Direction. Excuse me. I mean, I'll be perfectly honest. I'm looking this up because I forgot what the band fits in the Tans Rooms. That's what they're called. Uh, oh, yeah. Sorry. I could have told you that. I, I forgot. Looking up. Um, because I'm tired. But so my mom and, and her her musician friends are going to be playing our uh, ceremony, and I'm really excited about that. And I'm going to be working with them about doing some arrangements of stuff. I don't know yeah, what yet. I love that idea. It's so, your mom's going to play you down the aisle. My, uh, it's so cute. It's a way to have my both my parents walk me down the aisle. Uh, and also, music is so important in my life, in my mom's life. And there's going to be like a jam session in the cocktail hour. I'm super excited. I've known I've known her musician friends since I was small. I mean, I've obviously known her best friend and fiddle player Maria since I was I think possibly before I was born or when I was like three. It was before I was three. I think it was before. Way, I was born. like as far as you can remember, you've yeah. known her. No, it wasn't Maria's before I was born. Too. I love Maria. It was probably when I was like a year because it was obviously we moved here when I was we moved to we moved here we moved to California we moved to the Midwest when I was six months old so I was very young when she met Maria. And Maria's been a part of my life for a really long time. If if godmothers were a Jewish thing, she'd probably be my godmother. Yeah. Um, honorary godmother. Honorary mother. God. You say mother of God. I said honorary mother God because I oh. thought I was making a pun. I was going to say like godorary mother and then I didn't. My brain's <laughs> potatoes. Maria's your honorary mom. Your mom's my honorary mom. Shout out to all the honorary moms out there. Honorary moms. It's almost Mother's Day by the time this comes out. It's, what, like three weeks away? But I don't know. I don't know all of the songs that I want to try and arrange yet. There's a couple that I, like, have in my head. But I'm not going to say this on this podcast because Ethan listens to this podcast and I want to, like, talk things through. He does need to know. Like, maybe I'll throw in some surprise ones, but, like, that'd be really hard to do. (laughs) <laughs> but we haven't talked about it too much. We're very, very preliminary in planning, obviously, because we still have a yeah, year and a half. we've got plenty of time. We've got yeah. the venue and the date, and that's it. We don't need to plan a caterer because the caterer is included in the venue. Yeah, you got part of your music already. Part of your music. Yeah. My mom, my mom said she reached out to, to musicians, and I was like, who, mom? And she didn't respond to me. <laughs> she I was knows like, all these musicians. I was like, mom, who? I made She's a- got the hooks. Okay, so I have this list that's shared between her and Ethan and I, me, the three of us, and uh, I should probably add you on there, too, 
but is this separate from the email that I got? Yes, you have a list? yes, I oh. have a Google Doc. I was like, I got included in this list. So there's a Google Doc that I made that has lists of things. It had lists when we were still looking at venues. It had lists of venues with like the pros and cons and all this stuff. Because if anyone on here knows me, they know how much I love lists. Uh, Ethan used to wake me up when he was leaving like really, really early in the morning a couple years ago, and he would put a little slip of paper on my nightstand that would be your top five favorite foods or your, you know, your top five favorite movies that have this. One of them was like your top five favorite, favorite like sequels or something. Oh. Uh, it's, it's the most adorable thing on the Ethan, planet. that's so cute. Yeah. It, it really woke me up though. Cause sometimes I'd be like, oh my God, what is my favorite food with peanut butter? And what are my other four favorite foods with peanut butter? Um, but yeah, he's the absolute best. And, uh, so I really like making lists. And so with this wedding, I made a Google Doc, which my mom apparently doesn't know how to use, despite the fact that I've sent her Google Docs before. Anyway, she, she was confused. She was like, you gotta start looking at photographers and bands and blah, blah, blah. I was like, they're all on this list. I have a list of bakeries. I have a list of photographers. I have a list of bands. They're all right here in the stock that's shared with you. And then she's like, well, you need to do, you need to expand on this. We need to have checklists. I'm like, I can make a checklist in Google Docs. <laughs> I can do anything in Google Docs. I can do anything. Oh, man. I miss reading Rainbow. Every f- Catholic school things. After church every Friday, we got to come back and watch reading Rainbow in first grade. And it was my favorite thing ever. Reading Rainbow was such a treat when I was a kid. Like, mm-hmm. Bill Nye, I feel like I watched so much Bill Nye over my schooling. Oh, yeah. but we watched Bill Nye. We watched still Magic a treat. School Bus. But Reading Rainbow I was watched, still my favorite. I watched very little Magic School Bus, which bummed me out. However, I watched a lot of Magic School Bus, like, on my own because my sister loved it. And we also had so many of the Magic School Bus games, like the CD-ROM ones. Actually, we had a dinosaur oh, wow. unit. I forgot. We had a dinosaur unit when I was in second grade. And... We brought in the Magic School Bus Dinosaur CD-ROM, and some kids stole it. How dare they? It was horrible. I that was really CD-ROMs good CD-ROMs on Windows 95. I feel like we've so talked about fun. this before. And I feel like I was like, oh, yeah, my mom still has hers. I realized she doesn't have Windows 95 anymore. It's like, it's not the newer version, obviously. It seven? It's an older computer. I think so. No. You got to get I'm like I was so disappointed. I'm we'll like, get one. Find... We'll get one. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll invest. We'll find one. We'll invest in it. I've still got almost all of my old CD-ROMs unless my mom has done one of her purges. But I still have mine, too. I'll order I some. They're cheap. Where in the USA is Carmen San Diego? Where in the world is Carmen San Diego? Zumbinis, Zumbinis 2, Zumbinis 3, uh, Treasure Mountain, Treasure Cove. Uh... Guys, we're going to start a YouTube channel now. We're going to just play it watch-alongs of us playing these old Windows 95 game CD-ROMs. They're, They're so great. fun. I grew up playing CD-ROMs constantly. I mean, I played my yep. dad's old, like, Might and Magic CD-ROM. I loved CD-ROMs. I loved CD-ROMs. And then, like, CartoonNetwork.com. I would play those yeah, games Yeah, Hotel Cartoon or whatever. That was the best fun. And then, yeah, I had a cat dog CD-ROM that we got for, yes! like, free in a CD. And it's, like, a cereal box. One of the best platformers I've ever played. Genuinely <sighs> one of the best. Games and cereal boxes, so good. Toys, fine. But, like, when you get a CD-ROM and a so cereal exciting. box... You've made it in life. Oh, man. What other CD-ROMs did I play? Those were, like, the ones that I mentioned before I were, like, my big Monster ones. Monster Mansion. Those are fun oh, puzzle yeah, games. Yeah, yeah. 
That was a good one. There's, that one there's where, one you, where you have to find the gemstones in the ocean and there's... That's like Treasure Cove. Sh- That's Treasure Cove. Yeah, Treasure Cove. Yeah. Oh, man. I'm missing a big, like a big group of like, CD-ROM. Busy Town. Oh, uh, Clue Finders? Clue Finders was the best. I never owned I it. My my like Clue second Finders. cousin owned it, but it was so fun. The the mystery of Mathra. It's like third <laughs> Clue Finders third grade. So good. And there's like songs and they're terrible and I love them. I love Clue Finders so much. There is another one that I'm missing. There is another set of CD ROM gifts. Alright, time to do a Google search before we talk about Rip Girls. Which we're never talking about. Just kidding. It's fine. Spoiler. Uh, Man, best I really want to go collect all my games. CD-ROMs from. There's one. I probably have some of them here. Ah. Okay, you look. Pause. I'm going to go see if I have any here, and some I'll of tell these... you what I have. <laughs> I'll be right back. Some of these are not CD-ROM games. Obviously, The Sims. That doesn't really count, because that, like, still exists. I'm talking about ones that, like, don't exist anymore. There's obviously, like, the old Disney ones. Also, my mouth is so dry, so I'm stumbling over all of my words. Game of Thrones. Oh, my God. Oh, the Nancy Drew ones were really good. I didn't own those, but my friend did. Oh, here, I got the jackpot. (laughs) Oh, my God, what do you have? What do you have? What do you have? I don't know why I just have some random ones, but look at this stack of... Oh my god, that's so many. CD-ROMs. Let's see what I got here. Oh, this is going to be loud. Okay. <laughs> Deal with it. Look at this one. Willy Wabbit and his magical books. Willy Wabbit. I love it. Oh, Roller Coaster Tycoon. Obviously, people really liked Freddy Fish and stuff. I didn't have that. Yeah, Carmen San Diego. Arthur's Birthday. Winnie the Pooh and the Honey Tree. Oh, that was a good animated one. Animated storybook. 3D Castle Creator. I used to spend hours making castles. Oh, man. Like the Barbie games. Those were so fun. I was so bad at Roller Coaster Tycoon. <gasps> Lenny's Music Tunes. That dapper penguin and his little tux. Some of these are not CD-ROM games. They're just those games that were like permanently installed on the school computers. <laughs> I see Sue. Lucy is lost. Gus is gone. What is this? Oh, mist. You have oh Mist is pretty famous. You have a weird group of CD-ROM games I've never heard of. <laughs> that does that surprise you? Nah. Toonland. I remember that one. That was a favorite. I've never heard of Sing Along Kids. Something from Mayo Clinic. Oh, all right. What is this? what is this? Jumpstart Kindergarten. Oh, Jumpstart was pretty famous. Yeah. Jumpstart, I'm pretty sure, is made by the same company that made Clue Finders. No, I just oh, want to play Clue got... Finders. Gosh darn it. <laughs> There's another word game. I feel like I've talked about this one before, too. You like It's a spelling game where you have to go collect the letters. Oh, yeah. It's like... Back to the raft. Yeah. 
I don't remember what that is. Oh, there was a wishbone. Cool. So my sister and I also had a wishbone CD-ROM game. Oh, Laura was over the other day, and wishbone. we watched an episode. We ep- watched an episode of Wishbone, the pirate one. Yeah, that's one of the best the black ones. Dot. <laughs> I always think about we the Halloween and one. So one. many. We watched so many old shows that we used to love. I usually, I usually, whenever I think of Wishbone, so I think about the Halloween one that was like split into two parts. Could not tell you. Could not tell you what the story is about. But I remember nope. it because I was very, very little when we used to watch Wishbone. I was like four. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we had a Wishbone CD-ROM game. There is something I am missing and my mother will remember. Probably not. But maybe my sister, if she listens to this, will remember. But, oh man, I miss CD-ROM games so much. I remember when I was in high school, my mom had this old, busted up laptop that was still running like Windows 95 or whatever. And I got some beanies out of the library and I played it on her computer and I was like crying. I was like, I love this. And here's the thing about Zumbinis, y'all. Two things, actually. One, they remade it when I was in college. So maybe oh, I feel like, like eight that years ago. came back out, didn't it? Yeah. So it came, it came out about eight years ago. I was on the Kickstarter for it. Um, it's on computers and iOS and Android and whatever. And it's good. It's a really solid remake. Uh, it's got some weird like cursor issues but it's it's fine it's hard like on the hardest level some of them are still pretty easy but like it's not, it's not easy like so I, I could still play it and feel you know like i'm not super stupid uh but uh i'm trying to think i like i worry about like treasure obviously i know like treasure mountain and treasure cove are like really easy but i really yeah. oh they're so easy oh. but they're fun my mom even liked playing treasure cove it's so She's fun like, oh this game's great I... I found my spelling one it's called yobi's basic spelling tricks never or spelling heard of jungle. That. i've never heard of that clue finders is also you can like set it to like hard and it's not super hard but it's harder uh and then uh i just like I'm trying to remember what I was going to say. But I don't know. Like, it just, like... They're so fun, and I just miss it. I miss I miss playing computer games. And, like, yeah, I know I miss just gaming going to the has expanded. After, after school, you spend just countless oh, hours. Now. And then before you know it, it's 10 o'clock at night. Yeah. So one game I really want to play again... This is what I was I had forgot about. One thing game I really want to play again is the remake that came out in the 90s like 96 or whatever for where in the usa is carmen san diego because i used to play it when i was a little kid i didn't know squat about america so i was just any the only (laughs) things i knew first of all the wisconsin one never heard of this place still it's like a giant fish sculpture and i'm like where is this oh that's that's up north i know but like yeah (laughs) That's what they chose. Anyway, they didn't even like not Lambo or something. I don't know. So like that is weird. It was yeah, a struggle a... for me, and I was like five, and I was like, I know America. I'm from America. Yay, America! <laughs> uh, terrible at it. Absolutely terrible. But it's so fun, and obviously, so it's a remake of Where in the USA is Carmen San Diego, right. which is one of like it's like one of the original like computer games. So it's very very different still fun and i can play that very easily it's on like the wayback machine and all sorts of different like uh like snes style uh emulators online and i do and i also have target was selling these like clunky like 
tiny little like <laughs> fat Game Boy things that are that have yeah, one what? is the one is the Oregon Trail, and one nice. is okay. where in the world is Carmen San Diego, and they're so fun. Where are those? I have I've never played any Carmen San Diego games, so and I feel fun. like I'm missing out on a lot. Oh, they're so fun, and Where in Time was amazing. Well, because we used to watch the Carmen San Diego show as well, which was Where in Time is Carmen San Diego and Where in the World is Carmen San Diego, and so fun. Um, Where in Time is Carmen Carmen San Diego is different because it's linear and because, like, Where in the USA is, like, kind of randomized. Like, you just got to hunt the person and they're in the USA and follow these clues. But Where in Time was, like, an overarching story of, like, Carmen San Diego is here with her... Her, you know, villainous crew, and they're going back in time to steal very famous things. So, you know, they went back in time and they stole uh, the Holy Grail or something. I don't think that's actually one, but like, what? They stole. Uh, I'm trying to think. Cause like I, I remember like the the like levels, but I don't remember what they actually stole. Uh, oh, they they stole King Tut's gold from his tomb or something i don't know but it's it's it was so fun and it was like a point and click and it was also like yeah. a visual novel it was really great and there mo- someday someday we'll play it i again. will there's a whole video playthrough on youtube that i watch every couple of years because i can't <laughs> just to i can't the play memories. the damn game also there was so it was this game was so extensive that it was split over two CD-ROMs, and I could never wow. finish the second CD-ROM because the second level or so was this, like, ship-sailing level, and I didn't know directions. I didn't know north, south, east, west because I was, like, seven. And for some reason, I didn't learn that until I was older than seven. And so I would what always was, get... Okay, what was the thing that they taught you for north, east, southwest? Because I heard never eat soggy waffles. Oh, I learned never eat soggy waffles. Uh, but a lot of people are never eat shredded wheat. I don't actually know what I learned because I don't think I learned it in school. I don't think it was mm. ever a unit. I think I just learned it in the world. The boring old northeast southwest way. Yeah, probably. I know. I was, I'm surprised you went to you went to Catholic school. I'm surprised you didn't learn like. Gentrification, not gentrification, <laughs> gesticulation. What is the word? What? The, 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 like, when you make the sign of the... Oh, the Father's on the Holy Spirit. Yeah, but, like, what's the word? It starts with a G. And you, like, get on the knee and then you, like, do the thing. What is that called? Not gentrification, just gesticulation. Gentrification. What did you say? I thought you said gentrification. I did, but it's not gentrification. Yeah. I, it's like, it's like, gen- and it's not gesticulation. I have no genuflect, idea. genuflect. Oh, <laughs> genuflection. That's the word I was thinking of. As you can tell, oh I am not Catholic. I dated a As Catholic boy. As you can tell, boy. I don't remember anything about what the technical no. terms are called. I dated a Catholic boy in high school, and it was a time because so mm. <laughs> we'll get to rip girls. I promise. <laughs> so. This is the last thing I'll, I'll diverge on. That I, for a while, was really afraid of churches. I'm not going to lie. I'm still... I don't say I'm afraid of churches. I just don't like them. Uh, yeah. Because I went to a couple churches as, like, a guest with my cousin and a couple with my friends. And every time I went, I'd be like, I'm Jewish. And they would be like, the, the priest or, like, a priest assistant or whoever would be like, why? 
do you believe in Jesus as your savior? Savior? And I'm like, no, we believe he's some dude. I was like seven years old and my uncle, who's no longer my uncle because he was my aunt by blood's husband and they divorced, grilled me in the car when I was like seven years old. And he's like, so you don't believe in Jesus? And I was like, I don't... no, I mean we don't I'm learn about Jesus. It's like we don't learn about Jesus in, in in you know Hebrew Sunday school, and he's just like, well, Jesus died for your sins, so he died for everyone's oh, sins. No. And I'm like, I don't care. Yeah, people, you can believe what you want to believe, just don't force it on anyone else. The other thing about my uncle is that he's like six seven, so he was like huge, and I was very small, and we were just in the car, and he just kept looking back at me, and I was like, I don't feel good. And a couple other times I went to church with, like, my my friends because, you know, it was a thing they did. And if I, like, slept over at their house and I would go with them. And every time that happened, every time I would, like, walk in and be like, I am not welcome here. And someone would come up to me and go, is this your first time? And I would be like, well, you know, I'm Jewish. And I go to temple at, you know, Temple Bethel. And they were like, oh, well, you really should start going to church. And I was like, why? And they were like, well, Jesus died for your sins. And, you know, you don't want to disappoint Jesus as a Jew. And I was just like, I disappoint Jesus in other ways, but sure. Yeah. So It's weird coming from it from the perspective of, like, growing up and going every week and not knowing any other way. And you kind of just assume that, like, this is everyone's life. And it took me a very long time to see things how I actually knew I saw them but could yeah once I was out on my own so yes <laughs> my comment about the not catholic anymore <laughs> my comment about the catholic boy now I dated him is that like <laughs> we were talking about genuflecting for some reason and I have this very vivid memory of him like showing me genuflecting and making me super uncomfortable and me like rolling around and like being oh. like no 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 I don't want to see it and he like, it's not bad. It's just this. It's just this. And I was like, I don't like, I don't want to do it. Cause it was like sending me like those flashbacks of just like, you shouldn't be here. You're wrong. You're an abomination. And yeah. I was like, you know, I was 17 at the time. So I was just like, Wah. and now I'm just like, I still feel that way. I, if someone yeah. did that to me now, I'd probably be like, don't show me that. Except I probably look them yeah, dead in the eye. Be me too. <laughs> I would look them dead in the eye and be like, don't do that to me now. Ever. Don't. Because I just like, ugh. I, uh, trauma is real, friends. Speaking of trauma, let's talk about Rip Girls that has very little trauma in it. Anyway. No, well, it's got trauma uh, in it. You know what? There's a dead mom in this one, too. Dead surprise, mom, surprise. Dead mom. Dead mom. Dead mom. Dead mom. Dead mom. There's so many dead moms. We just watched a movie with a dead mom. No, we didn't. Isn't there, wasn't there a dead mom in Johnny's Oh, yeah. Mommy? Sam's mom. I thought you were talking about Johnny's mom. Yeah. Like, Johnny's mom is very alive. No. <laughs> yeah, no, you're right. Johnny's, or Sam's mom was dead. And then in this movie, the lead girl, whose name is something's, uh, Sydney. Sydney's. I thought I was going to, I was going to say Sophie. I was close. Uh, her mom is dead. I'm sure someone in the next movie's mom is going to be dead. Well, isn't it going to be Johnny Tsunami back on board? No, I don't think Kamahala Johnny, I, it's not Johnny Kamahala that's next. It's something else. Fairy, 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 fairy. That's from the Clefairy minigame in Pokemon Stadium. <laughs> okay. Did not catch on to that. Uh, I really love Pokemon Stadium, and I'm sad that they've never made another one. Pokemon Coliseum, I guess, kind of killed it, but it was also very different, and I missed the minigames. I didn't even care about anything else but the minigames. The next movie we are watching is... 
hounded. Hounded. Johnny Cabahala is not for a while. Really? Yeah. I thought there was only a couple years in between. Johnny Cabahala is from 2007. Wait, what? Johnny Cabahala back on board is from... Johnny Cabahala back on board is from 2007. It's from June 8th. Wait, is it going to be the same actor? Yes. But he's, he's eight like years, years old. older. Are they gonna try to play it off as he's still sixteen? I, I don't know. I'm. S- I'm very curious. I can't wait for a two thousand eight movie or two thousand seven. I mean, it's the same guy, but it just says he's a teen snowboarding champion, and he returns to Oahu. Huh. All right. He would be twenty one. <laughs> he would be twenty one. He's supposed to be. He's supposed to be thirteen in nineteen ninety nine. I'm floored. I thought it was like two thousand five. Like I thought it was like max. I thought. I thought it was next. I thought it was gonna be two thousand one. No, I knew it was in two thousand one because we had talked about it. But two thousand and seven. I'm floored. <laughs> I'm. Floored. We were in high school. Weird. It came out the same year as High School Musical. No, it came out after High School Musical. It came out after? I'm floored. What is this timeline? Who thought it was a good idea to bring back Johnny Tsunami eight years later? Oh my god. I wish I could. Hey guys, remember this movie that was kind of successful back in 1999? Let's let's make a sequel now. I I want a Hamilton room where it happened spoof based on the room where it happened where they decided to bring back Johnny Capala eight years later. I want to know whose idea it was. Like, who brought this forward? Is it the same director? Is he like, let's do another? It's like if they had taken well, Xenon and then okay. ten years later no been like, wonder. here's Xenon again. Here's Xenon. It's like, here's Johnny. I wonder if source isn't in the sequel that's eight years later. Oh, my God. Oh, gosh, no wonder. Um... <laughs> Uh, th- who was it? Emily? No yeah, Kirsten Storms. Because she's probably on to other things. She was in on the. She was on the. She's on the. Um, all my children are remembered the the soap she's been oh, on. Oh, Days of Our Lives. Yeah. Yeah. She's been on that for forever. She's still on that. Yeah. Show? No way. Restless, young and the restless. I don't. I don't. Th- is it Days of Our I, Lives? I thought it was Days of Our Lives because I used to watch. So my grandma watched that show, and then when I went down to Florida in, like, 2004, I watched a couple episodes, and then I'm like, oh, this is dramatic. I'm going to keep watching it. So I kept watching it for, like, three or four more months, and I'm pretty sure it was the It is Days of Our Lives. Yeah. Yeah, I knew. No, I know you know. They had this dramatic, like, circus scene where I tagger... Tagger? This says she was only on it from 1999 to 2004, but I swear she's been on it. She's been on Ah Soap for a while, though, I thought. Uh, Good day. I stopped following it many, many years ago. Very, very. Wait, what? Oh no, that's different. Okay. Yeah, she's been on General Hospital. Ah, <laughs> uh, there you go. Yeah, making her way through the soaps. She's been on General Hospital since two thousand five. She was on uh, Days of Our Lives from nineteen ninety nine to two thousand four. Oh yeah, I forgot she was the mean girl from Kim Possible. I do remember her episode of That's So Raven, because that's the episode where Raven lies about the giants or something, because Kirsten Storm's like, my dad works for the giants, and Raven's like, yeah, my, 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 my uncle works for the giants, too, and then it's like, that's, 
I don't know why I remember this, people. I it has not helped me further my life. <laughs> I do not remember that. Nor should you. I didn't watch that much That So Raven. I watched it doesn't surprise so me. much That So Raven. Madly in love with Annalise. Eh, girls, eh. What a photo of this girl. She's sitting there with like a smile where she's got her mouth like slammed together. It's like so. Let me see if it's the same on the, the app. The pictures that I took for like my kindergarten school picture was like me with like my mouth just like like a frog. Excuse you, computer. Oh yep. <laughs> um. All right. Interesting choice. Rip Girls. It's from 2000. It's an hour 27. It's drama and coming of age. Not sports. Not it's enough not sports. sports. Nope. It's not sports because there's not enough of the surfing in it to actually make it a sport. Yeah, anyway. I'm glad that they didn't try to put sports in there. Agreed. So back to her homeland of Hawaii for the first time since she was a child. 13-year-old Sydney Miller learns she has inherited a large portion of land. I'm glad she learns it because we don't understand what the heck is happening for the majority of the movie. <laughs> it took, took me so long to figure out what the heck was happening. So long. Despite her quick decision to sell to a major developer, that's not her decision. No. <laughs> that was her she, she's like, dad. I really want to sell. Get me, these, get me these lawyers on the line now. I'm 13. Give me the money. Uh, despite her quick decision to sell to a major developer, Sydney discovers a deeper appreciation for her island home. This is almost okay, except that there's just some things where it's like, no. Yeah. Uh, the small blurb is Sydney questions a decision to sell her inherited Hawaiian land. Sure. Yeah, they were talking about this whole like selling the house thing at the beginning, and I was just so confused because I didn't understand it was her land. It was so confusing. Thought, from from what I like read in, I can't remember which blurb I read, but I thought they were like moving back to Hawaii. So then in the beginning when they're like, oh, we're just here for a little bit and we're going to like sell this house. I'm like, but I thought they were moving to Hawaii. Why are they coming to Hawaii to sell this house? I was yeah, very confused. It was, ex- it was extremely confusing. And they, I don't understand how they ever thought that children would be able to understand what's going on. Because it was a lot about like, well, it's an escrow and blah, 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 blah. And it's like, I barely understand escrow now. Yeah. Even when she was signing the papers at the end, I'm like, how come it's just her signing also, the papers? Which still, granted, I feel like if she's a minor, she can't be the no. only one who's, like, signing these papers, Also, right? the fact that she's a minor, how are they even allowed to sell it? Yeah, I would have thought she would have to turn 18 yeah. or do something My before. other thing is that... I don't so know. So, partway through the movie... I'll do the big blurb, but, like, partway through the movie, they go to visit her mom's, like, childhood home, but that's not the home that they're in. What house are they in? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe so it's confused. the house on the land that the other house. I don't know. <laughs> okay, they had a lot of land Shutter though land. because they were talking about building a whole resort. Yeah. So it seems like it was a lot of land, to be fair. So, but they didn't really explain it. So who knows no. for sure? Okay, so overarching story of this movie is that Sydney, her dad, and her dad's new wife or girlfriend or whatever go to Hawaii. We think they're moving there. They're not. Uh, they're going there to check out this house for a couple weeks and put it on the market. None of this is explained in enough of a clear way that it actually has is digested by the viewer. I think so. Sydney in the, in the beginning does this like na- you know uh, narration while they're like on the plane and stuff, and I think she like breezes over it. 
But like yeah. then they like show her like exploring the house and there's like a photo yeah. b- book with her her mom in it. And she's like never seen her mom before because her mom died when she was like four or whatever. And throughout the movie, like she, you learn that she does that she has no idea how her mom died. Bizarre. Anyway, her dad's like super protective of her. Doesn't want her to go out like and do anything dangerous. So she's a photographer. She watches things from the sidelines. She feels this attraction to this barn and finds a surfboard in it. And it turns out it was her mother's surfboard. And so she bumps into this girl called Leah and goes surfing. Literally yeah. bumps into her. Uh, and, and she goes surfing with them. And that's a crux of the movie. Like, that's the, not the crux, but it's a, like the majority of the movie is them just like teaching her how to surf. And she meets... Uh, <clears throat> she meets the, 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 these like group of boys and one of them is Kona and there's a ridiculous romance in this movie they are 13 yeah. and they're like uncomfortable it's, if they were not <laughs> 13 a, they take it very seriously right if they were not 13 or if it was just some like you know fun like flirty innocent 13 yeah. year old but no it's no, like it's, it's like, like it's like emotional if they were not He's 13 the ocean and is cast to save her from the way from right the, from the riptide if they were not 13 it would be a really sweet story but they are 13 and it, it she looks yeah, that young scene, oh made me so she much. looks like she is we both eight. looked away we're like uh. it's so uncomfortable it makes me so so deeply uncomfortable anyway so then there's, you know, you, you meet Leah's mom and it turns out that she was, I almost called her Sophie again, Sydney's, Sydney's mom's best friend. And she tells her how she died. And then, you know, she's, she's thinking about selling this property to build a resort. And then they're like, no, don't do that. It'll ruin the integrity of the island, which it definitely will and very valid. But they do it in a very sneaky way. Like, Sydney meeting Leah was all a setup so that they could tell her not to sell this property, which is like oof. But anyway, is it Leah or Gia? It's whoever Gia. I think it's Gia. Well, her mom's I was like, name wait, is Leah. something Leah. <laughs> oh, Mal- Malia. Okay, the mom's name is Leah. Gia. Yeah. Sorry, I'm sorry. Okay, Gia. No, I was just like, who's who's Leah? <laughs> Gia. Gia. The girl's name is Gia. So Gia. So the whole bumping into Gia thing was all uh. It wasn't it actually wasn't spontaneous. And so then at the end, they Kona and Sydney have to go save Gia from this like secret surfing spot where she surfed alone and it's like, oh it's redemption because she uh she she saved her mom, but she didn't really save her mom. Blah. Uh and then she tells him she's like, I didn't sell the property, we're moving here for real. So they just moved to Hawaii. Yeah, her parents just give up their whole lives and are just like, okay, well, whatever you want to do, Sydney is like, okay. So that's the movie. I mean, that's great that it worked out that way. And there's no, you know, big resort that's going to be built there. But is it realistic that that's how it would happen? The dad's like, yeah, I'll find a teaching job here. It'll be fine. This movie is shot like a lifetime movie there are these weird like slow motion pan ins and so many like super close like emotional shots and i'm like this is a lifetime movie yeah i think you described it as a mix between a lifetime movie and a after school special special. and that's just what a disney channel original movie is it's right in the middle anyway but i have i've never actually seen an after school so i've watched a couple yes because when i was in health class in high school we watched an old one that had been Affleck before he got famous. Oh, you know what? I may have watched. And one he was in like, it was a drinking and driving one. 
Is yeah. it drinking and driving? Or like that's, it was it was a DUI one, so I think it was like drugs and alcohol. I think there was one. I also watched one in like that we did for school. that, and then there was probably a sex one too that we had. Oh to watch in heck class. yeah! I remember watching those. Yeah. I remember watching those in like middle school, though, like junior high school. Yeah, middle school and obviously um, elementary school. I went to Catholic school, and this was far too uh, yeah. too out there for well, Catholic my school. Thing about, <laughs> I was very sheltered. We didn't watch after school My thing about the ones that we watched, school. like the sex education ones that we watched, is that they were always like, don't get pregnant, girl. It was never like, don't yeah. touch a girl if she doesn't want you to, or like, if you get a girl yep. pregnant, it's both of your responsibilities. Like, it was always just like, don't. Don't do it, girl. Don't do it. It's, like, not just on me. Honestly, we still have a lot of work to do when it comes to that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. I remember my... my... Dress dress appropriately and and you'll be fine, right, If you ever want... If there's ever a kid that you're like, hey, maybe be careful when it comes to, you know, safe sex. What helped me, not that I was ever going to not have safe sex because I'm so anxious, is I read a book called Slam by Nick Hornby, which is all about these two teenagers who meet once and get pregnant. And that Uh whole turmoil of, like, figuring out what to do and, like, their parents and everything, it's all I needed. Sounded like a freaking nightmare. Yeah, that sounds like anxiety in a book to me. It was very good, though, because Nick Hornby is incredible. But it was, like... Also, I've been on another reading kick, which is like, so when it comes to books and, and my brain, what I do is I, I get, I plow through a bunch of books and then I take a break and then I plow through a bunch of books. So I've read like five books in the last like three days. Nice. Which okay. is what I do. I'm jealous that you can do that. We've talked about I before, read a 400 so page book yesterday in an afternoon because I'm insane. And it was very good. You would actually really I like I could it. Do that. It get it takes so much focus for me to oh, read. It takes <laughs> but none. I love it once I get it into takes, it. I can do so much stuff while reading. It's amazing. And I the weird thing is I actually I've Jealous. talked about this before. I like audiobooks and once I start going back to the office for work on audiobooks, but blah. Audiobooks are too slow for me. I can read so much faster than audiobooks. I know there are some people who it's like, okay, this this audiobook is like, you know, 10 hours for this book. That's about how fast I can read. That makes sense. No. No. I can read a 300-page book in three hours. No. They're like 10 hours long. I wish I had your talents. No. I read. I could get through so many of my books I want to if I had your reading speed. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to do like the math of how long it took me to read that 400-page book. And I think it was something like four hours in total, if that. And I remember in high school, I, I'd have to, I'll test my reading speed like for real one of these days, but it's like, I can read, I I can read numerous books in a day. Basically, that's what it is. And it also depends on, wow. it depends on how invested I am in the book because I will skim some books. I'll be like, this is annoying. Or if something is really tense and I'm just like, just throw me all the results, then I'll just kind of skim it. Oh my gosh, I can I cannot skim. I'm like, I have to w- read every single word. Nah. And if I don't read it exactly right, I have to go back to the beginning of the paragraph and read the whole thing again. I love skimming. But when I was in high school, our AP Lit teacher tested our reading speed and I was like hey I think I can read this fast he's like no one can read this fast and I was like I can read this fast and then another girl was like hey I can read this fast he goes oh okay and I was like that's 50 words less than me what 
But, like, she had been widely known as being, like, the fastest reader in the school for some reason. And I was like, this is neat. She and I would talk about how fast we could read to each other. Like, all the time. We'd be like, that's really cool. Like, oh, I read this book the other day. Oh, cool. How long did it take you? Oh, two hours. Oh, cool. Me too. And it's like, my friend, my friend out here, Brandy, like, she can also read really fast. But for some reason in high school, it wasn't okay. But, like, I had been reading. I was talking to my mom because when I was nannying, one of the girls I was nannying was, like, learning how to read. And so I asked her, I was like, how did I learn to read? And she was like, I don't know. <laughs> you just did. <laughs> and I was like, what? And she was like, I would read to you and then you would read the book. And I was like, oh, yeah. yeah. I was like, I could try that. But the girl that I was nannying at the time did not have enough of a, like, a high enough attention span, which is fine. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I just learned to read. And then I never stopped reading. And then I stopped reading really, like, point blank stopped reading in college because when I was in high school I don't need to talk about this but whatever when I was in high school I so I do not I will not read something if it's assigned to me I just won't like it's just one of those things where it's like oh yeah you want me to read that well I'll read something else and it'll be better and it's just the worst it's the worst part of my brain that I can't turn off and so like in high school and college, I kept being forced to read these books. And so what I would usually do is I would talk to the professor and be like, hey, I've read this book, which was usually true. There was a one time I was a book I just flat out didn't want to read. But like in high school, we were reading The Giver, which, of course, as I've mentioned, I read four read times. Before. And so I read Oliver yeah. Twist, substantially harder reading as much as I love The Giver. But I had that book basically memorized. And then in college, I tried to do that with one of my professors. And he's like, there's no way you've read this book. And I was like, I read this book like three years ago. And I'm trying to remember what it was. But I read Ulysses in high school. It was hard. I don't remember any of it. But it was, oh, it was Portraits of the Artist as a Young Man. I just slapped my leg. Sorry. But, which is another James Joyce book. And he was like, there's no way you've read this. So I was like, what do you mean there's no way I've read this? It's not even that hard. <laughs> I read books. You can't tell me what I have and haven't I was read. like, it's not even that hard of a book. Like, I read Ulysses. It's like, you definitely haven't read Ulysses. And I was like, yes, I have. And I, like, talked. I pulled aside the associate dean because I was like, hi, you remember me talking about how I read Ulysses and how that was, like, one of our talking books. She's just like, oh, yeah. She's like, I'm building a Ulysses course that I wasn't actually able to take, which sucks because I was in London. But she was like, yeah, I'm building a Ulysses course. And I was like, oh, that's so cool. Is it going to talk about this, that, and the other thing? She was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was just like, when did you have time to read Ulysses? Did you not go to class? And I was like, what? I can read in my spare time? Yeah, some people read outside of classes. I know it's a big shock. This is my professor in my freshman year of college who picked one person every semester to just bully. because, And I know this because his TA was my roommate. And my other, one of my other roommates was the girl that he picked on previously. And so he, wow. he he flat out... So his TA also worked in the writing center. She worked with me on one of my essays, and he, he gave me a lower grade. And he was just like, this is awful. And she's like, this is not awful. And so like I had to bring her in to talk to him. And he, she was like, this isn't awful. I I worked on her with this. And he was just like, well, you, you should be ashamed of this work. And she was like, whoa! Oh my god! If people wonder why I have a problem with authority, this has happened to me multiple times. This is yeah, not the first teacher. You have multiple stories of the of terrible teacher and people wonder why I think that I suck, and it's this. But anyway, I digress. Rip girls. Want to talk about the moral? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so the moral of this movie, I think it's very. I think there's a couple, but I think the one that was just like being shoved down my throat is like get out of your comfort zone 
Yep. Yep. Face your fears. Get out of your comfort zone. Because that applies to her. It applies to her dad, especially. Yeah. It applies to Kona and his not his arm. I don't know. It's not good. <laughs> like, don't get me wrong. It's not like it did a good job. Yeah, there's also, like, you yeah. uh, remember who you are, Simba. It's like, don't forget your roots, you know. Embrace your Embrace heritage. Embrace your heritage. Yeah. Uh, you have the Do power to change. Yeah. Let's see. What did Elizabeth say? We all do things at our own pace. Oh, yeah. Gia said, do things for yourself, for the way you feel inside. I wish that was it. I wish that was it. But it's definitely not. That's the accidental true moral. No, it's not even accidental true moral. That's the moral that they wanted it to me, which almost yeah. almost makes me want to push it, put it as a moral. But it is... And then rank it low. No, but, but it yeah, is get out of your comfort zone. So, like, I'll put that in, like, accidental true moral, but then make a little asterisk that says, this is actually what they were going for, but they did it way too late. <laughs> Yeah. Um, okay. All right. So, what's the actual thing we're going Get with? Get out of um, your comfort zone. Get out of your comfort yeah. zone. It okay. was like, it was just shoved. She's like, I stand on the sidelines. I take the pictures. My dad won't let me do things. But here I go. I'm going to try it. And it's like, yep, yeah, you did it, Sydney. Congratulations. You put your feet in water. Yeah. Um. I feel like they jumped like really quickly into it, too. It went from her telling. Kona that she was lying about well she didn't lie about surfing she's like I just never really said that I surfed and then like you cut cut to the next scene and all of her friends are just helping her surf she didn't like talk to them about it it's just like okay here we go we're gonna learn yeah all right so girl versus monster has faced your fears and for some reason we put that at five and let me find that one it's like I really did not like Girl vs. Monster. I don't know why we have that so high. Uh, I don't understand. It's so bad. And that one what? was what shoved was its redemption down that? your throat. It was just like, face your fears. You've got to face your fears. Literally face your fears. Here's your fears manifested. Face them. That was Girl vs. Monster. I don't know. It I was. think it's because we had just come off of the Even Stevens movie, which was pretty good, and True Confessions, which was really bad. And so I think we were like, it's not that bad. Or maybe we had something else at a five that we were like, oh, I put it at a four, two, five. So I put it substantially lower than you, but you put it at a five. Yeah. Why did I do that? Okay. I'm, uh, I'm going to switch that. I'm just going to bump it down to a four or five because I have no idea why. I remember not liking that it's movie. so bad. It was such a bad moral that you just wouldn't shut up about it. I think this is a little bit better than that. But not much. Yeah, maybe I'll put this one at a five. <laughs> I was gonna put this at a four or five because I don't. I have something For else you. at a five. Don't I? I'm gonna assume at this point I have something else at a five. I have upside down magic at a five five, and it's definitely not as good as this or is that Radio Rebel? I have at a five two. Five, I have Radio Rebel at a five. Yourself. This is sl- I'm still putting this one out of five. This one is slightly right it's slightly middle. worse. It's slightly worse than Radio Rebel. Do I have anything at a four or five? Adventures in Babysitting, I have at a five. <laughs> That's Oh, fine. I have Camp Rock That's 2 at a four or five, which is it doesn't matter if you win as long as you give it your aw. 
Yeah, I'm for I'm surviving the four five. I don't care enough. And for five, fair for enough. Five. Uh, test of time. Ooh, I haven't thought about this at all. Hmm. Yeah, I haven't either. It's definitely a 2000s feeling. Oh, movie. this movie feels like it's from 1991. Like this movie yeah. feels so old. It's partially because whatever I think it is that like lifetime film, after school special feel. Yeah, to it. whatever film they were filming on was like, oh, let's get the crustiest, oldest, vintagiest. <laughs> let's put. I thought that it was supposed to be in an older time. Like I was like, oh, it's supposed to be in the 80s. No. Yeah. Oh, it did feel 80, 80s or 90s, especially with that, like, guitar little oh, solo yeah. that was going on throughout the whole thing. At the very beginning, I'm like, yeah, this guitar riff is great. <laughs> um, what was the movie that came after Brink? Oh, the 13th year. Hold up way better than that. Brink has the racism. Yeah, this one wasn't as problematic. There was some weird lingo in yeah, this. Yeah, it's not much better than Brink. Yeah. At one point, they're like, it's bowling out there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, what does that mean? It's bowling. That's hot. Oh, God. <laughs> Smart House, I have a 525. It's better than Smart House. What do I have at a 55? Five? I've got something at a 55. Five. Fan of the Megaplex. This is the same. Yep, 55. Five. Here you go. Fan of the Megaplex. Same thing. Congratulations. For other. I'm looking for my sixes out there. Fan of the Megaplex. I, I'm not just saying, like, oh, found it. It's whatever. It's the same thing where it's like, this movie is very dated and very slow and uses weird lingo and kind of weird filming techniques. Obviously, Phantom of the Megaplex has, like, worse effects. I'm going to have a 575. Maybe I'll put it there. Maybe I don't get anything. Yeah, Phantom of the Megaplex, I have it a 575. So I'll put this a little bit above it at a 6. If I don't have anything at a 575, that'll be exciting. Oh, Halloween Town. Sure. 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 Halloween Town, 575. Cool, whatever. I would have been fine with either, but I do think that while it has the same overarching feeling as... Fan of the Megaplex, Fan of the Megaplex should be slightly lower because of its effects, and there aren't really those effects in this. Yeah. Oh, God. I couldn't even begin to tell you what I'm going to rank this. Yeah, I'm just scrolling through my other ones right now. (sighs) The movie that keeps coming to my head is Now You See It. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, we're going to go way back. Let's see what we got that at. A C minus. (laughs) C minus. You bet it a C. C. So. Yeah, that makes sense because I was thinking a C for this one. I'm thinking either a low C or a C minus. I have the Sweet Light movie at a C, which I'd probably I'd probably watch this before I watch the Sweet Life movie. And it is better just looking at my rankings, so I should probably give it higher than a 45 C. And I definitely want to give it higher than Brink, which I have at a 43. Oh, how high does a C go? 51? 50. Dang, I was so close. 
I have Phantom of the Megaplex at a four. I have Phantom of the Megaplex at a forty-nine C. Why do I? I know I just changed Phantom of the Megaplex to being a C. This movie's a C minus. This movie's (laughs) a C minus. How did I not? How did I not look at now? You see it and go the same, same. (laughs) I'll. Are you doing it now? Are you changing it? Just do it if you feel it. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm gonna give it the same as now. You see it. Actually, I'll give it. I'll be nice and I'll give it one point higher. All right, Twitches. I have it a C fifty. I think I'm good with having this at the same as Twitches. See, that's the reason that I. That's the reason that I gave Finn of the Megaplex a C. I'm pretty sure I gave it a point higher than Twitches. I don't know why I like that movie better than Twitches. I don't. I still like that movie better than Twitches. I don't. I, but I know you don't. I would much rather. I was so bored during Phantom of the Megaplex. <laughs> I thought I was going to pass out. I was sitting there like, I know who it is. It's not subtle. This I know who it is. And I'm not, not telling. telling. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, there was no actual mystery to it. It wanted so much to be like a Scooby-Doo movie, and it wasn't. It was the worst. All right, so I'll give it a 40. At least. I'll, maybe I'll change that later, but for now it's a 40. Okay. Uh, Yeah, okay, now I'll give this a 49C because okay. it's better than <laughs> Twitches. At first when he said, I'm going to give it a 40, I'm like, this movie? <laughs> We're so off. No, okay, I'll give this... I'll give this a 40C, which was it higher than Upside Down Magic <clears throat> by a couple, by one point, and then higher than Twitch's by one point. I can't believe I dropped it to a C, and then I was like, that's not enough. <laughs> uh, Drop it down another level. It just... Okay, so I always talk about how... Pretty soon this movie's going to be a D. It's not going to be a D. A C minus, it's not a D movie. It's not. But it is very much a C minus. And I think I always, in my head, I'm I'm like, oh, the family makeup person is a C minus. And then I look at it and I'm like, a C plus, a B minus. No! I'm blowing my mic out so much today. But, so like, I wanted it to be what it is in my head, which is a C minus. But yeah. This is a C. It's done. I'm calm. It now. is now done. The game is now finished. Um, cool. Next week is Hounded. I'm sure it has to do with dogs. Don't we have Life is Rough or something like that? Yeah. Up to? Yeah, we yeah, we're on a surfing Hawaii slash dog season. Surfing dogs. We're Pretty surfing soon we're gonna have with surfing dogs. dogs. Surfing dogs. What if life is rough is about surfing dogs? What if life is rough is about surfing dogs? What will we do? I'll be so happy. Sarah, will we will we have to quit the show if the scene okay. life is rough or how it is about <laughs> surfing dogs? Uh what should we do? We have to We have to learn how to surf. No. When we go to Hawaii. No. If it's about Figuring. if it's about <laughs> If we if if there's a surfing dog, then we have to teach a dog to surf. I don't know. Teach no, a dog to no, surf. No, we can't do it. If there's a surfing dog, then the next time we see a dog, we need to ask if we can take a picture making the shock across <laughs> him with that dog. 
Well, it's probably going to be Laura's dog, so... I mean, I'm going to have to do it with a stranger's dog. But... Okay. If there's a surfing dog, I'll figure... I've never used Photoshop, but I will take a picture of one of her dogs and Photoshop it, it onto a surfboard. Yeah! That's amazing. Uh, okay, what's... Yeah, right after we're done recording, I'm going to go look up those yeah. movies and... No, I'm not going to do no, it. No, don't look it up. Nope. I'm not going to spoil it. All right, but the actual decom mission for this week <laughs> is... Uh... Uh, I say go through if you played CD-ROM yeah. please tell us your favorite. find your favorite CD-ROM and if, if you, you can, have a picture of it yeah. if you're like me and you just have a collection even though you can't play them please send us a picture yeah I love CD-ROM so much uh, we're on Instagram at, at decom underscore mission uh, and your other you're that. like legitimate I always have to say we have like our fun decommission and then like our like legitimate one and your legitimate one is to not stand on the sidelines and get out of your comfort zone and just join in the fun yeah I say as someone who never does no that no matter what your dad says <laughs> man we have not had good dads so far this season yeah we've had some dead moms and some de- bad dead dads dead moms dead dead moms dead moms dead dead moms dead moms oh. anyway uh, All right. Yeah. We'll see you guys for maybe a surfing dog next week. Surfing Who knows? Dog, surfing.